Hello everyone. Welcome to yet another episode of Coach for Mind, the Indian Mental Health Podcast. I'm Dyuti Bhardwaj, a third-year undergraduate student of IIT Delhi, very passionate about mental health and healing, and I am your host for the evening. Today, we are going to discuss about sexual abuse and the trauma resulting from that, and what steps we can take to heal our loved ones from such trauma. As you can already sense the sensitivity of the topic, it's my great pleasure to invite our esteemed guest of the evening, a psychologist herself, Ms. Khushbu Khan. Hi. Hello, ma'am. We are all very delighted to have you here for this insightful and wonderful conversation we are going to have now. So, thank you so much. So. without much ado let's dive into our very first question which i think is the very basic question is the very basic concept that stand to have a better insight about sexual abuse and that is that what actually constitutes as child sexual abuse um there are actually several forms of sexual abuse um it it can involve seduction by a beloved relative or it can be a violent act committed by a stranger uh, that therefore um since it is so varied it's difficult to define it however um in short we can say that uh, sexual abuse uh, occurs whenever one person uh, dominates and exploits another person by means of sexual activity or suggestion basically categorizing sex the categories is very difficult as it's very varied but what really concerns us is that identify someone who is going through such pain and help that person and specifically when it's a child so one very important question that i want to put in front of you is that how can we identify that a child might be going through sexual abuse as i think silence is the most common resort of such victims yes that is absolutely correct we've seen in so many children it is easier for them to withdraw when something like this happens when they experience childhood sexual abuse they withdraw and it is definitely difficult to identify most of the times because they do resort to silence however there are several indicators that we can look to um in order to identify it and there are several of them uh, there are physical emotional and behavioral indicators that we can um sort of point to or you know that can help us in uh, understanding if our child or a child that we know is experiencing something like this um the most uh, significant of changes that you may see in a child is a sudden change in behavior or there is um a certain level of uh, aggression that wasn't there before so there is an increase in aggression and there is withdrawal aggression attaining and there is development of milestones the physical signs that we can look to uh, are uh, sexually transmitted infections or if there is any sign of trauma to the genital area those are indicators of childhood sexual abuse that is very deep pain that someone might go through that we cannot even 
imagine in our heads what it must feel like so this thing when it progresses to our adulthood if something like this has happened in our childhood and when we grow up to become individuals having different ambitions and forming different relationships in life how do you think sexual abuse trauma affects a person's ability to trust people it definitely does it definitely does because in majority of the cases that we've seen in childhood sexual abuse that we know or that we read about the perpetrator is almost always somebody that is known to the child is a, either a person of authority a friend of the family a relative a member of the family somebody that they already know and therefore this puts them this puts them in a state of confusion and mistrust they do not know whom they can turn to whom they can tr- trust whether they will be believed or not it later on results in difficulties in forming intimate and um intimate emotional relationships or platonic relationships yeah so true exactly so like as a therapist how do you suggest we should handle someone who's confronting us about their sexual abuse trauma that might have happened to them during their childhoods and they really want to heal themselves maybe they do maybe they do, they do not but if they are confronting us what should we do and how should we handle ourselves first and then help them in whatever way is possible support support more than anything listen support without judging them give them enough time to build that feeling of trust and safety and openness so that so that they can come to you and talk about it so that so that they have that feeling of trust with you that you will understand encourage them give them validation self disclosure also helps so many psychological issues as a result of experiencing childhood sexual abuse we need to understand the plight of the victim so more than anything they re- what that what they required is understanding and support and respect and then we can slowly and steadily through therapy help them attribute responsibility because victims usually have a tendency to self blame yeah that is true and the part that i could connect to the most was when you mentioned about self disclosure because as an individual who might not know what self abuse what sexual abuse looks like i still understand and feel that building trust it's at even the basic level depends largely upon two people sharing about themselves to each other it's not a one way job ever so exactly and you, yeah and when you want to actually help someone going through a sexual abuse to encourage them to open up it's it's something very deep it's a deep pain you are you're not going to get it in a few conversations so it's it's a complete journey of trust and understanding and healing that the person goes through and you as an encourager as a supporter go through with that person definitely so that was a beautiful beautiful thing that you just gave all of us here now um when it comes to healing this is a this is a journey of healing so how does someone heal through this trauma 
which might have been hurting them for the past few decades in many cases like i said um childhood sexual abuse results in several issues from something so basic as forming relationships trusting someone to something as drastic as experiencing anxiety depression self harming tendencies with suicidal ideations that are very common in in the victims of childhood sexual abuse and it it is a long process of healing a very long process of healing however what we require and what we need to do is to form such a therapeutic alliance or just simply as individuals as a society come together to offer that support to offer that shoulder to lend a listening ear an attentive ear to let them know that we are here and we're we're going to help you through it that is so beautiful as a therapist um, have you personally come across any cases which involve sexual abuse yes several several so it's uh, a very yeah sure please go ahead uh, it's quite sad to see that majority of the cases that i've seen are female but there are male as well and so few of them come forward and talk about it the male population the male victims of childhood sexual abuse they do not know whom to turn to it's quite surprising to see the idea among people that male children cannot be victims of childhood sexual abuse but the reality is that they are just as much as female children are it's actually surprising for me as a person who has never uh, been exposed to such a sensitive topic like sexual abuse just getting to know about this very fact that even males are vulnerable it opens up a lot of uh, space for both the genders for human beings to come up and open up about their pain about whatever has happened to them in the past and i guess that's the place where the importance of talking about our mental health talking about our insecurities talking about our deepest pains is important if you cannot do it with somebody else but it should we should for sure do it with our therapist with someone who can actually help us through that healing journey definitely we should seek professional help whenever possible yeah so true ma and just you giving us this real life explanation this real life view of the reality of sexual abuse and it's not limited to gender anymore is so enlightening it's going to be so enlightening for all our listeners i really hope so too so um as a therapist and just the way you've enlightened us through this entire episode talking to us about what a sexual abuse looks like how can someone heal through it how can we help someone heal through it understand them help them build the trust 
what last piece of advice or lesson would you like to leave our audience with now what i would like everybody to do would be to educate themselves about childhood sexual abuse educate educate read about it talk to people talk to professionals talk to people about it raise awareness for both male as well as female what i would like everybody to do is to teach your children the importance of appropriate and an inappropriate touch a good touch and a bad touch teach your children aware your children about vulnerability teach them talk to them about it give them that support and understanding and that level of comfort that they can freely come to you if something like this were to happen to them if somebody in a touches them inappropriately because sex childhood sexual abuse is not a one time event is not a one time episode it takes place across several episodes it takes place over a duration of months years and a lot can happen and it graduates into into something more invasive it may start from something as as an and as an inappropriate touch but it can graduate into uh, invasive violent acts so it is critical to let your children know the importance of touch the difference between them and whom to contact where what to do in if in case of such an event happening wow this is so important every bit of advice that you have given is so subtle and we miss it we just never acknowledge them many a times almost every almost majority of the population doesn't ever feel the need to educate the children about it to 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 help them differentiate between good touch and bad touch to tell them whom they can actually contact to build that relationship with their children so that they feel easy to come to their own parents and talk about it exactly children don't usually come forward because they're mostly scared they're scared or they fear that they won't be understood they would be misunderstood and sometimes children are confused because the perpetrator the pedophile is somebody that they respect somebody somebody that they know and therefore they most of sometimes they don't even understand what actually happened to them exactly so true and it is so all of us as a community it starts from family as a family as a community as a, a health nation as a healthy community build our children up in such a way so that they can feel the support and the love around them rather than such criminal acts happening which can leave them in pain for literally forever because they never they might never find the courage to heal from such a deep painful thing that was done to them 
it was never their fault they were always they might have been confused but in deep pain throughout so they might never know and this is so important to even know about this in the first place and then slowly understand if somebody around you is going through this being able to identify it and support them and help them build the trust and understanding that they need at that point of time in their lives so thank you so much ma'am it was a wonderful and insightful conversation and i would really like to thank all our audience and all our listeners who have been a major part of the journey because this information which is gold is reaching to them and then only the actual difference is being created 